0: Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here, along with Ann Clapp. Morning, Ann. How are you today?
1: I'm here. Well, that's is weird. that it? That's worth something. Well, that's
0: worth a lot. It certainly <laughs> is. And uh, the esteemed colleague, I can say colleague, because you've been doing the show 15 years, mm-hmm. and uh, former... Attorney General, Secretary of State, Deputy Chief Counsel on the Watergate Committee as uh, the 49th anniversary has popped right up for uh, Watergate and the break-in, and uh, his name is Rufus Hedmiston.
2: It means, what you said there means that I couldn't hold a job. (laughs) Just (laughs) jump from job (laughs) to job, job sure enough, did. From job to job. (laughs) Yeah, we had the the 49th anniversary of the Watergate break-in, and I'm wondering how many of our listeners... Can remember that I expect a lot of them. I mean, Uh it
0: is history. They've heard of George Washington and
2: and just think of that next year (laughs) the the June June the seventeenth will be the fiftieth anniversary of the break in fifty years. Mm -hmm. And my goodness, I'm I'm hoping we can have a big celebration in Washington at the Senate Caucus Room. Oh wow! And have a lot of the the folks there. Yeah, like John, my friend John Dean. And did you ever think you'd say your friend John Dean? No, I never did. (laughs) I never did. Yeah. Maybe we can have Woodward and Bernstein there and my friend Leslie Stahl and Connie Chung.
0: So we're we're looking forward to the the fiftieth year. That's good. That's good. Uh nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three, nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. I'll tell you it was it was a little warm yesterday. Felt nice this morning. I went out to water a little bit and uh that worked pretty well, so I thought I could uh, function the rest of the day. <laughs> well, <let's laughs> well, you wait until about three o'clock today.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, it's going to be. I, I think I'm not going to walk at three o'clock today, but I, um, I you know, so I marvel at the gardenias. Now, you thought you smelled some gardenias around here this morning. I don't know where one would is yeah. planted if it, if it is, but sometimes you can you can smell them all over the well, place. Well, mine are
2: so heavenly at home right now—the
0: old-fashioned ones
2: that. Maybe some of it clung to my clothes.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, let's bring in Johnny Coley, a uh, good friend and uh, uh, just a nice man, the extension agent uh, for horticulture in Person and uh, Granville County. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Good morning, Mike. Good morning, everyone.
3: Good, good morning, Johnny. Best Hope everyone's doing well this morning.
0: Yeah. Are you We're cool? You, you're <laughs> sitting there. Cool. It, it was nice. I had a nice breeze this morning. Did you go outside to feed the chickens?
3: Actually, I didn't make it outside to feed the the chickens. I think Levon's going to uh, do that for me, my wife. And uh, but it is a nice breeze this morning. Um, it's it's very nice compared to what they talk like it might be this afternoon. It's, so
0: you're using the fact lining. that you you're using the fact that you're going to be on with us for three hours to make your wife feed the chickens. <laughs> Not much uh, of an excuse, you know, whatever,
3: Johnny. Whatever, whatever works. Whatever works. <laughs> I, I, gotta,
2: uh,
0: <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, yeah. uh, Johnny, I
2: have a rooster uh, question. Uh, yeah, have, we got a rooster question. I have a neighbor that's got chickens, and I, I love the sound because it rem- reminds me of growing up on the farm. This, this blasted rooster doesn't know when to quit crowing. He crows after after it gets dark. Yeah, uh, I was up around 3 o'clock this morning and he, crowing again. He, he has no idea when to crow and when not to crow. Have you ever run across a rooster that crows all night long? Sounds
3: like a proud rooster. He just
2: <laughs> I don't.
3: So, uh, yeah, I have. I have heard roosters crow uh, at, at odd hours. I don't know why that is the the case. But uh, we have we have a couple of peacocks as well, and, and they. Oh come on, Johnny! Grow, you got a really? peacock?
0: Really? What do you, What do you have those uh, for? Are they for uh, alarms?
3: Well, they work very well for alarms. Um, yeah. Uh, we've uh, We've had peacocks for a long time. I mean, when we had the nursery, we had. Uh, a peacock there and and we brought one of them uh well that one back to uh the farm after we closed the nursery but um we we've we've had peacocks uh ever since Levon and I've gotten married and we tried to raise them uh one time we actually had a couple of pea hens uh but the pea hens don't seem to be quite as um uh I don't know they they don't live as long as the males for some reason they just they they succumb to some diseases or, uh-huh. or something that's a little bit uh they're more prone to than the males for some reason so we we have uh had some to uh to lay and uh and hatch out but they something gets them it's they are very um very susceptible to uh different wildlife that'll that'll come in and
0: uh-huh. uh,
3: and will yeah. Kill them in some fashion. They don't have much so, of right? an
0: escape mechanism.
3: They don't. Yeah, they don't. And so it's uh, they're a little bit hard to raise. So we've we've just resol- resolved ourselves to have the peacocks, and uh, you know they're pretty when they when they fan out. Uh, they're they're very very talking about proud. They they can uh, <laughs> they're yeah. very proud when they they fan out and um, very. Very pretty, but are they noisy? They do, uh, speaking of waking you up, they will wake you up at all times. <laughs> yeah, I was about to
0: say, aren't they noisy?
3: <laughs> they are. They are. Yeah, mm. yeah. I remember at the um, the nursery, we used to have people. I'd be helping a customer, and they they would all of a sudden just sort of look around, like you know, what is going on? And I, I'd, I'd sort of, I guess. Tuned out uh, the noise of it, and all of a sudden it would hit me, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's that's just a peacock. Don't worry about it, because <laughs> it sounds like somebody's you know being attacked when they when they scream
2: sometimes." Yeah. You know, one time I went to visit somebody when I was was running for governor up in Lenore, North Carolina. And about the middle of the night, I heard a blood-curdling yell. I thought, oh, my God, what is, what in the world is <laughs> Who's <happening?"> after me? <laughs> and and I sat up in the bed, and there it came again. I didn't know he had peacocks. <laughs> and so I finally got back to sleep. And the next morning, I said, what was that blood-curdling sound last night? Did somebody get killed out here? He said, no, it's just that darn peacock. <laughs> Did
0: y'all have peacocks in the mountains? Yeah. Anybody have what? one up there?
2: Well, I never had one at home, but I love to look at them.
0: Yeah, they are pretty. They- very exotic yeah. sounding and and uh, the way they look well <laughs> yeah so uh you don't i don't know that you have time to garden uh, out there uh, since you're working all the time but uh do you all have uh, a vegetable garden i assume you do
3: we have a a, a Small raised garden. I shouldn't say we. Uh, I should say my wife has a <laughs> small uh, raised
2: raised bed. Does she um, do all the work there, Johnny? I'm beginning to believe it. Well, <laughs> you would. uh, Yeah, probably so. Go. <laughs> it's
3: uh, she, she does a lot of it. I'll tell you. She uh, she does she does work hard.
0: So what are you growing?
3: That's um, uh, some awesome uh, zucchini squash and uh, some tomatoes, of course, uh, and some cucumbers. And I think the cute, I think the squash overtook the the beans. We had some uh, some beans planted, but I think the squash because it's a, like I said, it's in a raised bed, and and you try to take as you know use as much space as you can. Uh, but some the, the these zucchini squash have really outdone themselves this year. <laughs> they have got they've taken about the whole the whole bed themselves. But uh, having a bad time with the, the squirrels. In fact, every time a, a tomato will get ripe. Um, it's Squirrels will will come in and uh, just take a bite out of out of the tomato. Mm-hmm. Just they, kind of test they, it to sort of, see if they like it. Them right
0: now. Yeah. Why don't we take uh, some calls? Steve is in Garner. Steve, good morning.
4: Hey, I, we're out deadheading right now.
0: Oh wow, that's now that's uh, that's something you do religiously as a uh, a big time grower of daylilies, and it is important, isn't it?
4: Well, it is if you want a neat looking garden, and since we have a display garden, we want to keep it neat looking. Right. So, yeah, we we come out. Uh, it's kind of hard uh, on the back, isn't it? Well, I'm just the uh, the the uh, what do you call that the the follower.
0: <laughs> so, uh, isn't that hard on the back, or?
4: Oh, you 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 have to develop good back muscles. Yeah. 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 Um, I just wanted to thank you guys for letting me. Uh, call you in last week a couple of times oh yes sir the absolute best show we've had in years we had over 250 entrants
1: oh nice. gosh
4: Absolutely gorgeous blooms were displayed and it was uh we had a lot of people i mean i'm talking about 10 or 12 come up to the Sales table and say, We heard you on the radio.
1: Oh,
0: that's wonderful, so Steve. You've
4: got some listeners out there that yep. took time out of their day to come by the mall and visit with us. Oh,
0: my gosh. That makes me feel so good.
4: Yeah. So I appreciate you guys letting me uh, call in a couple of times.
0: Anytime, buddy.
2: Anytime.
4: All right. I- uh, by
2: the way, Steve, I've never asked you, what is your favorite day lately?
4: A uh, little black bud
2: little black buds little
4: black buds it's a it's a, a it's considered a small it's just absolutely dark purple Ooh, it's, it's it is black yeah, <laughs> it's black it's as purple as you can call it black mm-hmm. and it just absolutely <coughs> blooms like crazy and it's right in the middle of its uh, blooming season right now and we are a display garden so we are open uh, if you want to come by and see it. Uh, by the way, I I, I did a, I did it last night to find our garden. Uh, type into Google or Bing or whatever search engine you use "Raleigh Daylily Club." Our website will come up, and in the upper left-hand corner of the display, there's a uh, those hashtag drop-down menu thing that. Uh, if you press on that and scroll down, at the bottom of the scroll down is display garden. If you press on that, our garden comes up. It's just one more. That should be easy enough to remember. <laughs> just one more.
0: Good time to plant daylilies?
4: Uh, well, we sold them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hope it is. Yeah.
0: Uh, so how, how we do we, uh, plant, what's the best way to plant, plant them?
4: Plants, too. So we lived up to our our uh, garden name.
0: What's the best way to plant them? What do we need to know? Um,
4: The way I do it, I get uh, composted cow manure, and you can use either the store brand or what you guys uh, uh, sell, advertise. advertise. Uh, Either one. I I dig the hole the size of the root ball and put a shovel full of cow manure in the hole, and uh, mix it in good, pull it out of the hole, and lay the root ball out so that it's at least splayed enough so that it's not crowded. And then just pull the dirt back over the top. Now, I use uh, a uh, root shock liquid uh, fertilizer. They, there's all kinds of uh, names for it, but it's like a starter starter uh liquid starter fluid <laughs> liquid starter fertilizer <laughs> yeah starter fluid it does uh it does kick it into gear but um yeah that that and just keep it moist don't overwater yeah the worst thing you can do with any plant is overwater it
0: okay and you got a blue
4: jet getting a uh uh water meter
0: Oh, okay. That makes sense. Sure. Just make
4: I, make sure you keep it in the moist area and not in the wet and dry.
1: Uh huh. All right.
4: Yeah, they're cheap. They're like four or five dollars at Walmart or sure big box stores or logan's. Logan's has them too.
0: Sure. Well, Steve, thank you, buddy.
4: Yeah, thank you for letting me. We had, like I said, we had the best show we've had in years, and I think you're you're probably one of the reasons we did so.
0: Well, please give our best to uh, your friends in the club.
4: All right. Take All care. Right. We're, we're having our next meeting in July, on July the 10th,
1: huh.
4: and it's at our garden. So. Oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Well, have fun.
4: Yeah, we're going to try. All right.
0: <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. All right, Steve from the Hemercalis Society. Mike is in Hillsboro. Mike, good morning.
5: Good morning, how are you?
0: Uh, we're okay, I hope you're well.
5: I'm doing well. Uh, I had two things on my mind this morning. Uh, one of them was, you had a listener that called last week, a lady uh, was wondering what was wrong with her zoysia grass.
0: Yes, well, I think we determined it was a, a fungus that's that uh, zoysia is susceptible to. What did you have?
5: Well, uh, I have zoysia, uh, an area in my yard of zoysia, and I had a... Uh, center section of the zoysia that did the very same thing that she did, and I determined the problem I had with mine was thatch buildup. And, well, that certainly uh, makes I, sense. I, I raked it really strong with a steel rake and uh, dropped the mowing height down to an inch and a half, and it's all coming back now, really well.
0: Okay, mm-hmm. so it could be. Uh, I, I wanted-
5: it, it might be that. It
0: might be the the fungus. I don't know. She she probably needs to to get it tested but she can certainly try um try the thatching i don't know if she's done dethatching or not it's, well uh,
5: like, uh it needs to be dethatched about every 4 years
0: yeah it, it it really does get thick especially if you put too much fertilizer on it
5: and the other area i wanted to ask about is this year is the worst year for um um uh, a fungus that's attaching english boxwood Mm-hmm. and uh the old town hillsborough hills over in hillsborough by the presbyterian church uh had an alley of boxwood actually that leads back to where william hooper signed the uh, one of the signs of the declaration of independence grave is uh and they lost all of those boxwoods oh so no. boxwood uh, blight a boxwood blight yeah. and they had a um a company from greensboro come and, determined that that's what it was, and they had to take every one of them out. It was over 100 Ooh. of them that they took out this past week. Some of them were as big as the Volkswagen.
0: Oh, my. That's oh a, no. such a, that's a shame.
5: And I've noticed uh, several places in, in that town where some of the boxwood are, be, are being affected. What's going to be the best uh, remedy to uh, deflect that uh, problem? And... Ooh.
0: John, Johnny, uh, Anne, anybody uh, dealt with that?
2: I'm just hope it doesn't come I to mind. I've had, got about fifty.
6: Isn't
3: that? Yeah, sad. I have not personally had any, any. I've I've been out to look at several boxwoods that people suspected that to be the case. Uh, the boxwood like, fortunately, um, none of the ones I've looked at so far have have had that. But uh, it is. Um,
0: I think using a fungicide, yeah. basically, if you if you're trying to prevent it.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's more of a preventive than it's going to be. It's not a lot of a good curative um,
0: actions out there. No, you prune out the dead yeah. stems, but and, and yeah. get rid of yeah. of the stuff. But you know, if you yeah. only had a but few, if you have a hundred, like the yeah, if you have a yeah. a bunch of them.
5: Stuff. It appears that the disease starts in the top in the crown of the of the plant, mm-hmm. and then spreads. <clears throat> yeah, that's a killer. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, and and one of the the symptoms or that you, that you would see compared to other diseases is lesions uh, on the leaves, small lesions or or, or spots. They, a lot of the diseases of um, boxwood do not have that that particular symptom, and and there're probably other diseases that do have it, but uh, but that is something to be concerned about when you see that um, that lesion on the on the leaves, and, and I'm saying lesion. It's a, and you'll see it on the twigs as well. It's just darker a darker area than just a bleaching out of the leaf. Um, a lot of boxwood diseases just sort of bleach out the leaf or or um, uh, affects the leaf in a, in a way that uh, looks a little different than the blight. Uh, the blight has sort of a, a characteristic of its own, but it, yeah, unfortunately, uh, has really it's really been prominent in the in the western counties of North Carolina. But it's I think it's spread pretty much throughout the the state at this point.
2: Well, I remember at one time Hillsborough was the western most part of North It was the western most capital in North Carolina. <laughs> so. We can count Hillsborough as Western back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> of course, no, I've got a couple that have got some, what I call the Jasper blight, where my, my dog uh, sort of helps himself to them. A, a couple favorite. And we well,
0: do- shame on him. I know he runs the place, but good yeah. gracious!
2: Well, the, 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 the way to remedy that is just allow them to do, to take a couple and, and don't, don't uh, give them harsh criticism so they'll go back to the same one. At least he won't do it to all of them.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. That is a, that is Mike, an issue with, with boxwoods for sure because of the, the scent they have. They uh, A lot of times dogs think they need to cover that scent up.
0: Mike, uh, thanks very much. Hope that helps.
5: Thank you very much. Have a great day, part.
0: my friend. We'll talk to Mary coming up on WPTF's Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF for the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston and Johnny Coley, who is a person and Granville County Extension agent. And, you know, don't want you to forget those thirsty hummingbirds. Mm-hmm. Hope you have lots of them in your landscape. And, yeah, you can help them out by uh, buying a feeder, For them, uh, and a lot of other things at Wild Birds Unlimited. And our friends there at Wild Birds are uh, at Fall Center and Crescent Common Shopping Center and Carrier, giving you a chance to win a pagoda and uh, mini feeders and uh, all kinds of stuff. All you have to do is just register to win by going to the WPTF Facebook page. And the prize will be given away on June 21st. So go right now while you're thinking of it to WPTF's Facebook page. So good luck. Mary is in Raleigh. Mary, good morning. WPTF.
1: Good
7: morning, Mike. Uh, night before last, I went out to look at my beautiful tomato plants, six feet tall, gorgeous tomatoes. I went out yesterday, and some of the taller uh, parts of the plant, I have a stem and no leaves.
0: A stem and no leaves. Now, is that an animal, Johnny? Uh,
3: sounds like a worm. Sounds like the. Um, oh, it sounds uh, to the tobacco hornworm. Uh, oh,
1: I know. Oh, it's, it's, it's,
3: a, it's, a it's a It's a green worm that is very, uh, very voracious. They will uh, <laughs> eat a lot. <laughs> so, and they're about the same color as the leaves. So, a lot of times they're hard to hard to see on the tomato plant, um, but they they will devour quite a bit of the leaves. That, that sounds like uh, what you probably have. But fortunately, um, you know, if you can find it, and, and it, you don't see a lot of them normally on one plant, uh, you can find that one and, and
0: get rid Yeah, of you can it. pick them off.
1: Uh, yeah,
3: oh,
0: that yeah. sounds
3: like fun.
7: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well get somebody else to pick them off, Mary. It's fun to stomp them, Mary.
7: I have a friend that yeah, I think would come yeah. do that for me.
0: I bet so.
2: There you go, <laughs> well, do you have any tomatoes on them father right, mary
7: Pardon me do you have any
2: tomatoes on your 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 plants?
7: beautiful tomatoes I have beautiful tomatoes one one area there are one part one plant that there were uh thirteen tomatoes wow i they're gorgeous oh, wow. in the yeah. summer turning, and now we do have deer in our enclosed area. A deer wouldn't be that selective, would they?
2: Would no, they just eat the whole plant. <laughs>
7: yeah,
3: yeah. I do they would just eat the leaves. They would. You'd, you'd see some of the stalk would be would be missing as well.
7: Now, I, do I, I cut think. that um, uh, part that has no leaves? Do I
3: cut that off?
2: Can't hurt anything. Uh,
3: yeah, yeah, wouldn't hurt. I don't. I don't know that it'll. It depends on how much of the leaves are gone. It may. It may. If the buds are still there, they might flush back out. But um, it's not going to hurt.
7: Now, do I put seven on there? I gave them a um, bath of seven last night.
3: I mean, seven is a is a very general um, insecticide, and um, that you know that that. That would probably get the. I'm not sure if the hornworm is uh, listed. dipale or something with um, BT in it will actually get most of of worm larvae type.
1: Yeah, that'd be Once safer too.
3: gets. Yeah, that'd be safer, especially for pollinators. Um, yeah, seven is very tough on pollinators, and and when the your tomato's blooming, you know, um, you don't want to disturb the pollinators. So.
7: Okay, so I'm I, I understanding would, I would you to a, say I. Wash the seven off, so that I don't. use I wouldn't that.
3: wash it off. Yeah, I wouldn't wash it off if you put it on there. I wouldn't. Was it a dust or a liquid? It's dry.
7: It's it's a powder. Okay. It
3: was
7: dry so yeah.
3: powder. Okay, dust. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean that is that is that the dust is more harmful to the pollinators than the
0: yeah, like um, bees. Um, okay. Yeah, so I wouldn't I personally wouldn't use that, but it's it it's up to you. Uh the the BT, the B- bacillus thuringiensis, is a bacteria yeah. that is not gonna hurt anything else but, but the worms that you're after.
7: Well I'll keep looking for the worms I tried to find. Them,
0: like, yeah, I'd picking it off, getting down somebody down to down pick there. it off, Mary, is a great is the best thing. Pardon me? T- take the worm, get or get somebody else to take the worm and take it to your neighbor's yard.
7: Well, that's a thought. I have someone that's not too far away. Yeah, yeah.
0: especially if you don't like them. Just go over and uh, put, put the worm in their yard.
7: So I am so disappointed because the plants are so beautiful and the tomatoes are gorgeous. They won't eat the fruit, though, right?
0: No, something else will. Normally they'll.
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh my
7: something. gosh! This
0: is a happy call, isn't it? I'm sorry. It's just a, just the way it is. We don't uh, we're we're happy until we get serious.
3: <laughs> I, I will say one thing: if you see uh, if you find the worm and you see little white sacks on the worm, leave it. Don't kill it because that's a parasitic wasp that's laid eggs, and it will, those those eggs will eventually kill the, the worm, and those eggs will hatch out, and you'll get more parasitic wasps, and that's a, that's a beneficial insect. So if you see little white sacks on the worm, um, on the hornworm, when you find it, um, don't kill it. <laughs> well, I thought
7: hor- hornworms were big.
3: They do get big. Uh,
0: they can yeah, if they eat enough leaves. They get-, <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> they get big, well, yeah.
7: I I appreciate your advice. I guess I'll go out and look for worms.
0: Yeah, don't be melancholy, though, Mary.
7: (laughs) I'm I'm attached to those plants. I talk to them all the time. Well,
0: that's fine. They need being talked (laughs) to. There's nothing wrong with that.
7: Okay. Have a good day. You too, Mary. (laughs) Thanks,
1: Mike.
0: Bye-bye. All right. Hey, Johnny, you were talking about uh, the. You were telling me that the master gardeners uh, have uh, come up with some cool stuff. Uh, concerning pollinators and bees.
3: Well, we're uh, yeah, we're 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 going to have a, a booth next week next um, Saturday. Uh, it's really our first uh, booth set up at a, at an event, so uh, we're looking uh, looking forward to that uh, next weekend at the uh, Granville Expo Center um, in in Granville County in Oxford, just just south of Oxford a little bit on Highway 15, uh, the Bee Jubilee. Uh, 2021 is going to occur and we're going to set up a booth and have some some pollinator um, plant information and uh, actually some some plants there uh, available uh, for sale that some of the master gardeners grew in their yard and have potted up and so we'll have some of them for sale and uh, some other good information about you know how to attract pollinators to your your yard and into your garden. I've uh, it's. I, I give a, a talk a month or so ago and said it's almost easier to to. It, it's almost it's harder to not have a pollinator garden than it is to have a pollinator garden because anything that flowers is going to attract some kind of pollinator. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have all conifers, maybe that would be the <laughs> the what something you wouldn't have uh, pollinators to. But if any you know if you have a flower on it, it's going to attract pollinators. So they you know we've got. It's going to be a pretty good size event, from what I understand. Last year they had to cancel it because of COVID nineteen, but uh, we're uh, we're looking forward to being able to be there and and have some uh, some presence at our first, I guess, um public event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's uh, it's going to be fun. We're gonna. It's from three. I mean, from nine. From nine a.m. to three p.m next Saturday um, at the Granville Expo Center on highway 15 just just south of Oxford. so uh, anybody that's listening and is in that area come come out and see us and, uh, they'll have lots of things everything bee related of course um, you know products that's made out of bee wax, beeswax and um, I think they've had it in the past have, have had demonstrations of extracting honey from uh, from the, the frames, the frames that you put in the hives the extracting the how you extract the honey they've had demonstrations for that and um, all kinds of of good things to to see and uh, if you don't really care anything about bees i understand there's going to be some food trucks out there too so <laughs> you can always come out and uh, enjoy the food trucks but yeah it's going to be a great uh, great event and we're looking forward to it as the master gardeners uh, prepare for that we had a meeting this week and Uh, A lot of details to cover when you
0: when you're. uh, I bet so. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. We'll talk about it more uh, throughout the show. Uh, The incomparable J.C. Knowles is with us, Uh ladies and gentlemen. Morning, J.C.
6: Good morning to all of you. Uh, Been a long time since I talked to you. It has been. Yeah, J.C. Glad to hear it. Every Saturday.
0: Well, I appreciate it, buddy.
6: Yeah, I. I wanted to ask Rufus. I sent him a note last week, but I didn't hear from it. And uh, Mike talking about the article that he wrote about his mother in the Weekend Gardener magazine.
0: Yeah, you got my uh, reply, didn't you?
6: Yeah, I got yours, and uh, I've given PTF credit. But I wanted to give uh, Rufus' credit. Uh, After all, it is his article.
2: Well,
0: Rufus, you have given your permission, haven't you? Yeah, I certainly did, and I
2: did send it to you. By way of by way of Cheryl through email, JC and I, I said I said not only yes but but I said not only yes but I'd be honored. Good
6: old boys newsletter.
2: Absolutely,
6: it's a very very interesting article. It sure is.
1: It certainly sure well, is.
6: I've told two or three friends about it, and I think some of them went up to uh, uh, the guard, what, uh, the Camel Road Nursery and picked up a copy Good. of your magazine.
2: Good. Well, there are a lot now, of good articles is, in that magazine. I'll give you a
6: little quiz this morning. All right. The people that uh, put up the Green Giant food, uh, they, along with the Produce Marketing Association, every year they list the top twenty fruits and vegetables sold in the United States. Now they're still working on the twenty twenty, but the latest figures is for uh, twenty nineteen. What do you think was the Number one fruit sold in the United States in 2019.
2: Tomato. I'm going go with I'm going to go with uh, an apple. All
6: right, the uh, tomato. No, no we, we don't classify the tomato as a fruit <laughs> oh. <laughs> they, they classify it as a vegetable.
0: Well, shame on them strawberries <laughs> <laughs> Well, so what is it jc
6: well the uh the banana and apple tied for first place
0: brother right. rufus you're always right uh,
6: rufus you got that right now on the vegetables what was number one
0: i'm not gonna say anything else i've already used my tomato <laughs> 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 who did you know
6: well, <laughs> you my tomato was number two but uh Dad, go! Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go with potato. I mean, in 2018, they were number four, so they moved up two notches to number two.
0: Rufus has French fries on his mind, so he said uh, potato. potato.
2: Rufus is exactly right. Oh my potato. goodness! Well, somebody send me some some apples and
0: apples and, and
2: potatoes.
6: <laughs> but it's a very interesting list of how they rank from run to twenty. Uh I was surprised corn was number 11. I thought it would be higher than that. Yeah,
0: Well, North Mm -hmm. Carolina corn would be. uh,
6: Peaches was number nine. Uh Oh, And this one surprised me.
0: (laughs) Well, we're talking about canned tomatoes and apples anyway. So if if it's.
6: The (laughs) other one that surprised me was watermelons because it's a seasonal product, I guess. But it was number six. (laughs) That's high on the list of six out of 20.
2: Well, what, what do you classify a watermelon as, JC? The what? What do you classify a watermelon as? A fruit or a vegetable? Uh,
6: they call it as a fruit.
0: They don't know anything.
6: But it's an interesting list.
0: <laughs> it well, sure so is, I JC. Do a good
6: job. I enjoy listening to you every week. And uh, anytime I can help you, you know, I want to do it.
0: I had a. Christmas.
6: We'll see you on the 29th.
0: Oh, at the Little Boys Club, absolutely! And I look know, forward. You
6: know, my birthday is on the twenty-eighth, so you can bring the gift with you.
4: All right, yeah, okay.
0: okay. <laughs> JC, yes, the, our producer said something about ask JC where his poetry. But I didn't get that. Could you try again? Yeah, I didn't get that. Could you try it again? <laughs> uh, he's writing it again. Uh, can you? Can you buy your book of poetry?
6: A book of portrait. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't have a book of portrait. I got history books.
0: Yeah, I didn't think so either. But I was just—I uh, don't, I don't know. What, what, this was a caller off the air was asking about it. Uh, can can we uh, any of your the books you've written? Can we f- find them any place? Uh,
6: no, because all I'm out of print right now. Even the uh, cookbook we dedicated to Rufus is out of print. But I'm getting some more printed. Okay because yeah, that Oh, that was through job. the
2: Chitlin Club, yes. Yeah. Well and we're we're set to have
0: book.
6: the j- my joke book's been out of print a long time. I need to get to one. <laughs> That's
0: a shame. You got uh, do you yeah, have a joke he, this morning, J C
6: yeah, this, this fellow he called his wife from his office and told us to look, the boss just <laughs> invited me to go on a fishing trip for him in Canada for a solid week and I'd like to go because if I do, I'll get to know him a little better, and maybe I can get that promotion that we've been wanting for a long time. But well, she was a little bit skeptical, but uh, being a faithful wife, she said, okay. He said, well, look, you pack my clothes for a seven-day trip and uh, get all my tackle together, my rod and reels and my tackle box, and be sure to put the blue silk pajamas in and all. He said, I'll be by the house in a minute to pick them up, because we're going to leave right now. So he went to the house, picked him up, kissed his wife goodbye, was gone seven days, came back. When he walked in the door, his wife greeted him, said, did you catch any fish? He said, yes, we caught some walleye, uh, trout, and all the kind of fish. I mean, it was the greatest fishing trip I've ever been on. He, she said, well, look, he said, well, look here. Why didn't you pack my blue silk pajamas like I asked you to? She said I did. I put them in your tackle box. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: a good one, J.C.
6: All right, y'all have a good day. You, you too, buddy. Too. All right, bye-bye. See bye bye. Thank
0: you, J.C. That's a legendary J.C. Knowles. Mm-hmm. Always glad to to have have J.C. around. Uh, did a show on WPTF many years ago so he's uh, an alumnus Uh, 919-860-9783 919-860-WPTF more of the weekend gardener coming up it's 8.52 you're listening to the longest running gardening show on the radio It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. 8.56. Johnny Coley is with us also this morning. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. Johnny, what else are the Master Gardeners up to these days?
3: Well, we're uh, finally back to having some face-to-face meetings. Uh, That's that's been exciting the last two Meetings we've had and have been able to be face to face. It's it's a hybrid meeting. We're still doing the the, the Zoom uh, aspect of it as well for those that um, don't feel comfortable or either just can't make it uh, logistically. Going, you know, having both counties sometimes uh, traveling can be difficult. I try to have the meetings in one county one month and then the other county the next month, and uh, so you know we have. It's a you know a little bit of a of a travel uh, sometime, but it, it we're you know we're still moving moving forward, as I said, and i i I thought about it after I mentioned the um the bee jubilee last uh, for next week. i um I, I didn't want to, people to think that this is something that the master gardeners are doing. They're just having a booth there. The actual uh, the beekeepers association for Granville county um is is putting this on, so the beekeepers. Uh, Granville county or are, are having this event, and we're just a uh, we're just a booth there. we're not we're not the the, the event. so I didn't want to, after i I finished talking, I was like, I don't know that I mentioned that, so I wanted to uh, make make everybody aware of that. Um, but there, you know we've got a a couple of different gardens um, in in person county that we're um, talking about being more involved with um, uh, pollinator garden there real, real close to the Person County office building um, that's a Veterans Memorial Garden uh, that we're in, in talks um, with the beekeepers of Person County uh, to help maintain that and then a library garden in Person County that has been vacant for a couple of years that we're um, looking into uh, getting involved with and, and helping bring that, that back to life uh so it's you know a, a lot of good stuff going on uh I've got a very enthusiastic group uh it's just uh it's you know it, it's moving moving good moving along real well so we're we're happy to be back face to face that's for sure
0: have you um we got a few seconds have you have you seen our friend Dave Bradshire lately and uh
1: Rob ford uh,
3: have not seen them we have we have been doing that uh, radio program uh by, by phone oh, okay uh, it's the kilby which is uh mr bratcher's son at a remote that we did at tg brooks uh a, a while back <clears throat> but i have not seen mr bratcher in, in a while because i haven't been into the studio okay
0: uh, well i guess they'll start there. that at some point get you back over there
3: yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And Rufus and Rufus and I are going to have to make another trip up to, to Roxborough or to uh, Timberlake or wherever they want us at some point. Maybe we can do that in the fall. See you, too.
1: Yeah. yeah. Beach right. ice cream. Yeah,
0: we'll be back.